This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now with local real estate expert Harvey Blankfeld. Where we want to educate you about our market, empower you to make wise decisions, and help you engage with our expert contributors. I have a special guest today, and let me uh, let me introduce Dr. Kerry Johnson. He's an international uh, speaker, best-selling author, business coach. He's written 13 books, including Mastering the Game, Peak Performance, How to Increase Your Business by 80% in 8 Weeks. That's one I got to get get to, and his newest book, "New Mindset, New Results." To hear uh, Kerry speak live, you can click on his website at www.kerryjohnson.com. I want to talk to you today a little bit about uh, behavioral economics. This is something from that book: why smart people make dumb mistakes with their money. And there's a bunch of things, there's a bunch of topics in here, a bunch of terms in here that I want to kind of bounce off of you. The first one is this term called mental accounting. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, but let's talk about where behavioral economics came from first. So uh, back in the old days, up until the old days is about uh, up until about 10 years ago, economists would put these great models out. And they, the stock market's going to go up because uh, we're having wonderful earnings. And the market's going to go down because uh, uh, we have an event like COVID-19 virus. And nothing is working because people are not going to work. And that, that explains a lot of the market, but it doesn't explain uh, where things are going. It's based on behavior. If I have a, a deal in which Costco gives me a, a, you know, my wife just bought two dozen bulbs that she thought was going to be about a hundred bucks uh, for two dollars. Uh, does that mean that the bulbs are better? Does that mean she goes out and buys them? It does it be, uh, is it because if she trusts Costco? She bought it actually because she thought it was a really good deal. On the other hand, if she doesn't didn't trust Costco to provide very quality bulbs, maybe she wouldn't go there because a friend told her not to go. So that's behavioral economics. Okay. So when we talk about things like mental accounting, this is really interesting because mental accounting basically says that the money I have, I make in a paycheck, I treat differently than the money I make from the stock market, bank accounts, et cetera, et cetera. So you go down the street and find a hundred bucks. I think I just found a hundred bucks. Do you advise it wisely with Harvey Blankfeld? Do you say, Harvey, let's put this hundred bucks in my, is a savings account for my next condo. Or do you say, look, sweetheart, there's a hundred bucks I found on the sidewalk. Let's just go blow it. Let's go have dinner. Maybe take out right now, but let's go have dinner. And uh, <laughs> the bottom line is that you, you, you ought to be investing the right way, but it's called found money. So you uh, talk to people who say, well, I lost 30% in the market. And it'll, it's just paper money. It's not a big deal. It wasn't real money anyway, because they can't feel it. It's not green in their pocket. It's just a loss. It's a gain. So most of the time right now, they're just ignoring their bank statements because they don't want to see bad news. And that's right. another good example of mental accounting. You're talking about how my, my something that I have a value is, is better than what you have a value. We talked about that a little bit. What do we call that? That's, yeah. I'm miss, missing my term. That's called, that's called the endowment effect. Endowment so there was effect. a really interesting study that was done at Harvard University in which these Harvard uh, students were given mugs by professors, you know, and every research project in the world is done by sophomores. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they have a professor, a PhD, and he's a sophomore class, and they have to earn credits, so they go into this program, and they give these students a mug. And they say to the students, hey, the recommended sales price manufacturer says just a real true price is five twenty-five, but we'd like you to sell it. Uh, we're going to give it to you. We'd like you to sell for 6 bucks, but you, you can go down to whatever you want to. But the real price is about 6 bucks. Go ahead and get out there and, and make as much money as you can. Well, the students put out these little uh, uh, kiosks, and uh, everybody that came by wanted to buy it for two fifty, three dollars, and the students wanted to sell for six bucks. 
and the amount of money they were to sell sell it for was five twenty five. Now you have to realize these marks were given to the students for free. Yet they wouldn't sell it for less than five twenty-five, and the students buying it didn't want to pay for more than three twenty-five, so they didn't sell very many mugs.、Mm. Now this also happens with homes. Look at someone who wants to buy,、uh, who wants to sell a house. This couple、uh, wanted to sell it for maybe three hundred thousand dollars more than it was worth, as far as I was concerned. And you can,、mm-hmm. you and I kind of agree, maybe not that much, maybe a hundred thousand dollars more.、Right. But look at their experience. They grew up in that house. Maybe they had kids in that house. They had、uh, they went around the world. They had uh, uh, mementos from that house, heirlooms from the house. That meant a lot to them. It was an emotional house. The problem is an emotional house basically means you're probably not going to get what you want. So maybe you get really upset and you don't sell it, but they're not going to give you a fair price because they're too attached to it. Let's talk a little bit because this is very prevalent right now. Let's talk about loss aversion. Let's talk about that term. Yeah, loss aversion is really a big deal because loss aversion basically says that I'm so terrified about losing money,、uh, I don't want to invest at all. So I, I don't want to put my money in the stock market because it could go down. I don't want to sell something because I make make I make a, a, a bad、uh, move. Will Rogers actually is a really interesting guy. Will Rogers once said that even making the wrong decision is better than making no decision. No. So loss aversion kind of says. That if if I make a mistake, I'm so terrified of losing, I better not do anything. So I play pro tennis, and you and I talk about this a lot. My joke is I was ranked 95 in the world until the、uh, they fixed the ATP computer ranking system where I slipped at that 10,033. Well, we knew back in those days that uh, uh, the pain of losing, which more was much more intense than the joy of winning. So we don't want to take losses because it's more intense. So why don't we do anything? Because if I lose, it's more intense feeling than if I win. So why not just be paralyzed? Let's do nothing. Do you know, Harvey, that people, when presented with choices, will always pick the middle. Always pick the middle choice. They'll never go for the t-、uh, more expensive. They'll never go for the bottom one. They'll always pick the middle. Let me tell you why. So Walmart. Well, here's the question, Harvey: Is Walmart the lowest prices out there, or does Walmart have、uh, low prices? What do you think?、Uh, you know, lo- you know, lowest is where I'm going, probably. Well, dollar stores、okay. might be lower. I don't know. Tough call. Okay, but dollar stores and Walmart and Costco and the discounters, maybe Target, never say that they're lowest. They always say they're low. But they're always always low prices. That's what Walmart's doing. Well, here's 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 why we think that Walmart has really low prices. So, something called opening price points. So you walk into Walmart and、uh, you think, kind of think, I need a microwave oven. I think I'll shop a little bit. Let's go online. Let's find the lowest price I can. So you see, Walmart who has a, a microwave oven for maybe fifty bucks. So you think, oh my gosh, all the other ones are two hundred bucks, two fifty. I need to go to Walmart. I want to buy that low price microwave. Well, you look in there. And it heats up a、uh, it heats up a cup of you know my little coffee cup here heats up a cup of coffee, and you think oh I don't want a one that small so you go to the next one which heats up a plate of food that's two fifty, and a one that heats up a turkey that's five hundred bucks like Goldilocks I think I'm going to pick the middle one here here's the shocker, Walmart are are increased prices by an average of twenty five percent on the products you buy because Walmart Walmart knows you're going to pick the middle one. You're never going to be the expensive, cheap. You go to the middle, and the middle one is 25 percent more than Target, dollar stores, Costco, everybody else, because they know you're going to pick the middle. Well, one of my favorites is called recency bias. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. people tend to remember, 
people tend to remember what they heard most recently and uh, memory typically is the last couple of months and they tend not to remember what happened years and years ago so uh basically says that what i remember three months ago is more informative on my future thinking than what happened in 2008. so let's go let's talk about what we're going through right now the reason people are so unprepared with the losses they're taking currently I hope it doesn't happen to real estate, but certainly all the other losses, their retirement accounts, uh, their portfolio, is because people didn't didn't learn the lessons of what happened in 2008, so they just kept getting riskier and riskier. We have an 11-year bull market. Oh, my gosh, the market's going to go up forever. It's never going to go down. And that's uh, recency bias. Your recency bias comment uh, reminds me of, of when I talk about the market, because you said it was a bull market for how long? Like thir 13 years we've had a bull market. I mean, uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's the longest ever. Years. It was Isn't that the longest up. ever? And we had we, the longest ever. We had little drops. We had a drop in uh, uh, 2010. We had a really big drop December of 2018. The market dropped by about 12%, but the popped back up. And people said, oh, it's totally resilient and never go down. Resisted right. bias. Please join us again next week as we keep you up to date on everything real estate here in Southern Nevada. Remember, Send me any questions or ideas for next week's broadcast. Tune in every Thursday at 3. Also, please let your friends and family know to like our Facebook page and be reminded about our updates at LV Real Estate Radio. We'll catch you next week. Thanks again for joining us.